The following Toku podcast to contain spoilers from both past and present Tokusatsu, anime, manga, movies and other related media. If you do not wish to be spoiled we suggest turning off the podcast now. Otherwise please enjoy the show. Hello everybody, welcome to the Toku Podcast, it's the best show about Tokusatsu you've probably never heard of as always. I'm your host AJ, that's Jay! Greetings! And today we are going to talk about the, I don't know what to say, overly hyped obscure or just obscure toku series, Guyford, which everyone told me was going to rock my socks off and eh, we'll get into that. So let's get, before anything, let's get, uh, take a pause for the cosmic chill. All right, because we actually got one person to do it last time. So if you'd like to help us in any other, eh, in any monetary sort of value, you can always donate to us on PayPal. One dollar or more gets you a shadow. Five dollars or more gets you a shadow and a plug. Fifteen dollars, no, ten dollars gets you the satisfaction of giving giving us ten dollars. If you give us fifteen bucks, that's even nicer. Or if you don't want to do that, you can get a free trial at Audible.com/slash podcast for thirty days. If you click the link below, get a free book, and you don't gotta keep the trial. Or if you don't want to do any of that shit, you can always do iTunes. Give us a review and. uh We'll be like, hey, that guy gave us a review. He's pretty nice. So let's get right into the show and why I didn't think it was that great. So let's talk about – actually, let's talk about the history of what this show is first because I think I don't think a lot of people uh, are really going to know what this is. Well, neither – there's not a whole lot, obviously, because it's pretty obscure. There's not a whole lot you know, I can really find out because, of course, as always, when we talk about something, I have to – I have to really go in depth into the history and find out every single little bit of trivia as I can because I'm weird and obsessed like that. Uh, <laughs> there's not too much I could find with this show. Um, so it was made in 1996 by uh, Toho, the, you know, the guys that usually do Godzilla. This <laughs> r- rare uh, non-Godzilla toku entry that they do, non-kaiju monster. With Capcom, by the way. Yeah, it was uh, co-funded by Capcom uh, for some reason. weird. Uh, I guess the, it was the 90s where game companies were, were funding toku shows. Like, uh, Sega funded uh, se- funded a couple of uh, Toei shows. I forget. I know they did Changerion and like uh, a couple other ones. I can't remember off the top of my head. There's a couple because other... Game company. companies were just weird like that in the 90s. It was the 90s. Like, Sega, I understand. Sega was, you know, high on their asses with Genesis money, so... Capcom, uh, I mean, they were, they were getting pretty big. Street Fighter 2 was still pretty big in 1996. They still had a lot of money, so... Uh, I believe this was around the time... Let me think. Was No, this wasn't around the time 3 came out. This was like... Maybe Alpha. Hold on. I think, think. I think Alpha, yeah. I mean, it was 96, uh, so... Yeah, Street Fighter Alpha 2. Yeah, so you know they were they were rolling in the cash. So oh, and then nice of one. course, so so just just so you know, Street Fighter Alpha Two, Street Fighter Super Puzzle Street Fighter Turbo Two, and X Men versus Street Fighter and Street Fighter EX were all released in '96. So they had a lot of money. Yeah, they were uh, they were rolling in it. So um, you know why why not uh, get these guys to make a show? Hire some relatively at the time unknown writer uh he's somewhat better known now as uh show aikawa he did the second half of bi- not build uh blade you know the the good parts of blade um, oh so i mean other than that there's it's not a whole lot about the like making of the show it's 
none of the actors there is really... an interview with the act with the main actor actually there is oh. a singular interview with no subtitles ah it's weird i couldn't find that yeah uh you look up the guy's name the guy who played guyford because here's the thing guys if you look up most of these guys you will find jack and shit on who yeah, these people um, are basically nobody in the show went on to do anything like uh one actress was in a couple of episodes of uh Grand Caesar, I think, but it's that's Grand Caesar. Who the fuck cares about that show? Uh, <laughs> you know, spare me the uh, spare me the the complaints from the twelve Grand Caesar fans. Um, <laughs> oh, here here it is. It's it's. I'll even put it in the description of the of the podcast. It's just a random interview with the guy who played Guyford. It's it's nothing. It's not even anything like that amazing. I mean, if you can speak Japanese, then like maybe somebody can translate for us, but. It's so weird because you can't find anything on anybody, and I think the only ones, the the only other one I could find from looking up his name was the professor who did like a few voices, and I believe Go Go Five, and that's about it, which is really strange. Yeah, so it's not exactly the the best remembered show. I don't even think it like ever got a home video release beyond like VHS, probably. Um, or bootlegs. I mean, it doesn't look much better than early DVD quality, so... I mean, it kind of exists. I mean, it's a fun little show. It's, I mean, the way we, you know, the way it's always usually described is it's basically just the Giver with all the, the branding filed off and a little bit of a little bit of Fist of the North Star, a little bit of Street Fighter, a little bit of a couple other, you know, Kung Fu action type games and shows. It's It's a fun little show. I mean, it's... It's ultimately, you know. Well, we'll, we'll get more into we'll it. We'll save as our we final along, thoughts. Yeah. yeah. So, what exactly? I mean, well, I just kind of explained it. It's it's the Giver. It's basically just the Giver. It has the exact yeah. same setup, where some random guy just kind of he gets kidnapped by not Kronos. They were called Crown. You know, it's and he gets turned into a, a like a cyborg soldier. Thing, and then he gets infected that never gets with brought up some again? other thing, and now he's not the Giver. Uh, it's kind of weird. Giferd, you know, we were really trying hard with uh, avoiding that copyright there. So let's let's talk about the the main guy first. So for, so this guy's name is Go Cosmo Go or just Go is um. So so yeah, his name's Go. He's kind of a fucking bore. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's very much the kind of generic kung fu protagonist guy. Like, honestly, I think that's where a lot of like the Fist of the North Star like comparisons come from. Because he's kind of he's a little bit like Kinshiro, where he's like, oh, he's the the mentor. He's not the mentor, the the master of so and so martial arts style, and he's just kind of. He doesn't really have, like, much of a personality. I mean, it, you know, Kenshiro has a personality, but he's kind of a rather subdued kind of yeah, laid-back person. Yeah, but Cosma has almost nothing Go, there. He's just kind of boring. He's like he's like the, the stereo... Like, like, uh, like what parodies or, like, stereotypes of, like, old Showa shows would, like, think of when they, you know... You know, the, the yeah. main character, he's, he's just, like, the hero. He's just, like... 
I want to fight for justice and good, and I uh, know Kung Fu, and, you know, I don't really have any other personality traits or character arc or whatever beyond this is my involvement in the plot. Yeah, actually, that's that's a, that's a really good way to describe it, and it doesn't help anything that, again, I, I feel really bad saying this, but the actors, the actor sucks. The actor's pretty bad. He's, Even towards the end, he got he, he got a little better, but he's awful. He's not great, and I'm I'm gonna say it's probably probably doesn't help that his personality is kind of a bore. Because I'm sure if he he had a little bit more to work with, he'd probably be a little bit better. But it's I'm not sure how much of it is the material and how much of it is the person. He's he's not the worst yeah. main character I've ever seen. He's just kind of boring. Yeah, that's that's kind of the sad thing because like. I, I I liked him at the beginning because he kind of had a bit of a bit more of a personality like in the first couple episodes where he had something there where he didn't want to fight just to fight he wanted a reason to fight and all that and then they kind of just gave that up and I just it sucks because I'm sitting here and I'm just thinking to myself you could have more without having to be like complicated you don't have to give him like this horrible backstory where his parents were killed by Fala or whatever the fuck the thing was called and I'm just like you didn't need that, but you could have given him something. Like, like the whole brother angle, they paid that off way too early for my taste. Like, I liked it, but they paid that off way too early for the point where I was just like, and now he doesn't really have anything. Yeah, that's that's a, that's the thing, is that his, his only real motivation early on is, oh, well, my brother was also kidnapped by Crown, I mean Crown, and they're going to turn him to a Zoanoi, I mean a, a Gyborg as well. <laughs> So I gotta, I gotta stop them and gotta go find my brother. And then he just kind of finds his brother by accident, like seven episodes in. And then that plot line just kind of ends because, well, his brother also, you know, surprise, his brother turns out to be evil, except then he's not evil. And then he dies and then he's never mentioned again until the last two episodes. So after that, he's just, (laughs) he's just kind of left with, well, I gotta stop. The I gotta stop Crown because uh, I'm the good guy. Uh, it, it's kind of weird because uh, watching this show, and anybody who watches it will understand what, I'm, what I mean. This show doesn't go by the typical. Uh, I'll call it the the Toei <coughs> standard. Oh, bless you. The, the, the typical Toei standard of there's an overarching arc with tiny little mini monster of the week arcs coming in. It's more of there are actual arcs because you have the first original one with Crown, where where that ends with his brother dying. Then you have the one that introduces Zodiac with the uh, with the with Shion, and, and then and after the, that you you get the last arc. Yeah, the whole the whole uh, ev- evil ancient prophecy stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's almost it almost feel it feels like um, with some shows where it's like you can tell that. Somebody behind the scenes was like, I'm not happy with this. You have to change everything. You know, it's like a retool. It almost feels like it got retooled. And it's kind of a little bit noticeable in the monster designs, too, because you, you look at the first seven episodes and, you know, they're they're wearing their Giver comparisons on the sleeve. You know, you get the monsters that look like the Zoonoids and you got the you get the villain set up and it's <clears throat> it's basically just uh, whatever the fuck his name was from the, the first part of Giver. I don't remember. And he's got his evil boardroom and his evil company and they're, you know, shady and they're monsters and everything. And then after that, they we switch to the real leader and he's Zodiac and it's 
it just becomes like the average, you know, your average Toku show villain set, dude. It looks, yeah. their, their fucking secret base looks like they just like hijacked the fucking, uh, the, the villains from, Go- they're just like living in the villains of GoGo 5s house. And they're just like, because <laughs> it, it looks exactly the like their like main layer set. It's kind of weird. And that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of a lot of the show really does feel like. Well, it, it, I if you, I I would maybe yeah I guess you could say like it's multiple retools because it happens so often, and it, and you can notice it, and probably that's why they left Guyford or Go so plain because these constant retoolings for him to adapt to them would be way easier if he had no personality, because again like they they have the whole crown thing, then they have. Shion's basically kind of the main villain with the Fala bombs. And then Zodiac comes in. Now he's the main villain. It's just, it keeps just changing. it to the point where I'm just like, this show could have probably ended at like episode eight. And I think you would have been fine. Yeah. Uh, it's, it does have problems in that department and it kind of does take away the draw. Some of the, some of the episode plots are fine. Nothing, none of them really stand out. I mean, there's a couple, like there's a, there's an episode later on where, um, uh, well, I guess we can talk about his sidekicks now, where, uh, his sidekick starts hanging out with a, a fucking carjacker, and there's, they just get into weird road trip shenanigans, and, you know, there's, some episodes are fine, it's just none of them really stand out. But, yeah, actually, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about his fucking little sidekick. So we he's got, got Ray and you. You've got you and Ray, uh, two kids who are also martial artists who I don't remember if they were like learning the same like techniques as go or they just like happen to have a similar fighting style but they're two kids no they, they who were new karate and they were friends with his brother so they kind of start palling around with him because well we also care about his brother so you know we're gonna we're gonna help you find him and then there's the professor whose name I don't think was ever actually mentioned. Um, Shiroshi, something like that. Yeah, he, he had he had a weird name, like kind kind of like Professor Hakase from Akiba Ranger, where it just <laughs> sounded the same no matter what. Yeah, and he was the you know he was the uh, the create not necessarily the creator of the uh, the virus, but he was like the guy that created Guyford and the the Guyborgs and all the the monsters and stuff. And he goes rogue and he joins up with Go because you know uh, I want to take them down too. And there, him of all of the people got the most retool because he went from serious to wacky. Yeah, I was going to say, like, early on, he's a relatively, like, serious, early on being, like, the first, like, three or four episodes where he's more or less kind of, like, the serious, usual stock scientist character. And then immediately afterwards, he switches 100% to being, like, the comedic relief that nobody takes seriously. It'd be like, it'd be like with, um, with fucking, uh... God damn it, I can't fucking remember. Uh, it would be like with uh, Tachibana in the original Common Rider, where in the original he's like, he's the stoic, serious, like, mission control guy, and then you look at him in Stronger, and he's he's the comedic relief joke character. It'd be like if he went from, you know, how he was in the original to that, but within, like, the span of half the show. Yeah, and it's really weird, because, like, at first, at first it kind of it was, I mean, it grew on me, like a lot of things in the show, it grew on me, but, like, it was like, what exactly is his character then? Is, is he just going to be goofy or is he actually going to do something? Because, like, he actually was helpful because he made the, I think they were called the power accelerators for Ray and you. 
which is something I'll give sh- the show credit for. Um, at a certain yeah. point, there are no characters that are actually like characters in distress. Like all of them actually can fight people off, which is kind of a good side effect of everybody knowing martial arts. There's yeah, really no I people mean, that even saving even the professor who doesn't know how to fight at all still manages to beat up the mooks occasionally. There was that one fucking time he does like a flying headbutt for no reason. Oh my and it's god, yes. He just fucking flies, dude. Like holy shit. Ugh. But but that's but that's a cool thing about like that that's a cool thing. That's a good thing I'll say about the show is that they that there's no damsel or what's the, what's the masculine version of damsel? I don't know uh, what, if there's one. I don't think there's there no is. there's no characters in distress you know there's nobody that really needs saving because they everybody can really take care of themselves in more ways than one yeah that that's that's definitely a positive of the show is that we aren't we aren't drawn away from the action to worry about oh what is stock sideline character gonna do how are they gonna avoid the monster or whatever no because all the stock sideline characters can still kick the fucking ass of the monsters you know which is true and it, it also helps that like None of these stock side characters usually leave the side of Go. They're usually with him at all times, which is kind of weird. But that's that uh, that kind of takes away the whole thing of like, oh well, now we're gonna spend half the episode with random jackass, just half the episode while Go is off by himself. They don't usually do that, which is good. I like that because that helps the pacing of the show a lot. And there's there's definitely episodes where um. It's more often you than Ray, uh, where you is usually off in his own little shenanigans while Ray and Go are shit. off doing something. Look, you know what? Let's talk about him because I fucking I love this kid. He's a little kid. shit. This kid See, is okay, fucking ridiculous. I, I liked him. I liked him towards the end. Not liked him, but I tolerated him. But at the beginning, I was just like, "Oh my god, kid, shut the fuck up." He's just. He's so, it's so ridiculous, the shit that he does and says, like, he'll, like, he'll just be able to be like, oh, I hacked into this door because I can, or like, I'm gonna fucking piss on the floor and then call a guard in and then electrocute the guard. Oh my god, don't even get me started on that shit. Oh (laughs) my god. Uh. He's like their fucking, like, bankroll guy because he buys them a fucking apartment in the second episode and he's like, he's footing all the bills for stuff and he's like... Yeah, who is this kid? Who is this kid? Where where are they getting all this money from? Like his sister doesn't even like really do anything. Is the the problem too? She's just kind of she bakes a exists. cake. She's the she ends up being more like the stock girl sidekick, not like the like the nineties kind of like like the female the female ranger basically, where she's basically. the girl, but she's not like the useless kind of girl where she still does stuff, but she's still just my personality is that I'm the girl, you know, more or less. Yeah. But see, that's the thing with you. And, and that's kind of one of the weird things. Cause there's a lot of little things in this series. I mean, that one, obviously we're, we're being a bit hyperbolic with it, but there's a lot of little things in the series that I feel should have been explained. Like, of course, like some people ask like, where the fuck does you get all this money? Like, is he stealing it? Like, is that what he's... Do- Maybe he's doing that shit, like, from Terminator 2, where they, like, they hack the ATM or something. <laughs> Maybe. It, uh, I can I, see that shit. I think the thing is that, like, that's not really something that matters. You, you mean... A, a one-off throwaway line with, like, oh, well, our, you know, our parents have so-and-so much money, and, you know, or we have an inheritance or whatever, but it's... No, it's just, oh, well, I've got all this money to throw around because, you know, fuck you. And I know all this weird tech shit and I'm just, like, this crazy, like, weird 
uh, I don't really know how to put it other than he's like, he's fucking crazy and ridiculous with some yeah, of the like, shit dude, he like, like you said, he, he somehow is able to hack into Crown, which is a high-tech secret terrorist organization like nothing. Man, I can barely fucking, I can barely, like, insert RAM into my fucking computer, and here's this 10-year-old fucking making Stephen Hawking look like an idiot. God damn, kid. You're in the wrong business if you're learning martial arts. And it's, some of it does get a little far-fetched, but it's, I thought it was funny because he's just, he's like, I, honestly, if he wasn't, like, eight years old, I think you probably wouldn't have as much of an issue with the stuff he does, because... He reminds me of like, fuck. He reminded me of a character, but I can't remember their name now. But I was gonna say he reminds me. Honestly, of, like, yeah. This. Oh no, I was it's, gonna say it's a, it's a weird comparison, but I was gonna say he reminds me a little bit of like Donatello from like Ninja Turtles. Honestly, like, he's, he, a little he, bit. He's, yeah, like he makes all this weird shit, and it doesn't really make sense how he does it, but he just does it. Pretty much, yeah. He's just he's like, he's the smart guy, and like the. Uh, He's, there's another character I was going to compare him to. Um, shit, can't remember their name. Another character from uh, the original writer show where he's like, he's the guy that exists to fight the mooks. Uh, oh, Taki. Taki from uh, Kamen Rider. He's like him oh, combined with Donatello where he's like, he's the smart one above like, not necessarily as smart as the professor, but he's like, he's the smart-ish one. And also he's like the main one that fights the monsters that isn't Go. He's... Yeah. It's hard to really explain some of the shit that this kid does because it's so like ridiculous. You'd think I'm fucking with you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's like it's like what you said earlier. He pisses on the floor and electrocutes a guy with leather boots. Yeah, he fucking he this fucking guy kills can electrocute you through leather boots. Which, by the way, I look. I researched this, Jay. Okay. <laughs> In order for him to to be able to electrocute somebody through leather, that electricity should be so high in its voltage that it should have vaporized his boots. Look, AJ, I think think you're taking that a little bit too seriously. I need my my stupid Toku Spandex show to be scientifically accurate. This is a show where a dude in alien (laughs) bio-armor throws fucking Hadoukens at monsters and shit. It's, science is not what is relevant here. We have a goddamn scientist in this show! <laughs> but, oh other than, yeah, other than them, there's not too much of the cast. They they get like a cop there's friend a who's like, he kind of yeah. ends up getting involved in the whole crown case early on. He starts showing up from time to time and He's fine. He doesn't really do much. He's he's the stock like uh, cop character. Um, there's Go's master who's in like two episodes and dies, and he's the stock you know kung fu master. The villains are fine. Uh, Mister Bicross is the main bad guy for like the first six episodes. And es- essentially, Japanese Ashens. That's all I could fucking look at. He, he kind yeah he kind of looks like an Asian version of Ashens. Um, he exists. He doesn't really do anything. Again, he's in the show for so short. He's just kind of the stock villain character, really. I, I kind of liked how I kind of liked how like generically evil he was, though, because he just comes in like like he comes in, and at first you think, 
oh, he's going to be like the business guy who's nice to his employees, but he's really evil. But no, he just comes in laughing like, ha, ha, I'm going to kill all of you. Yeah, he he immediately drops the pretenses of being like good at all. <laughs> Because within the, the first, suit for like within the overly first, evil yeah, fucking within the thing. first ten minutes of episode one, he's wearing his fucking dumbass supervillain <laughs> costume with with the cape and the high rise collar and the glasses and I love uh, it. He drops it so fu- it's almost comedic for how, like how fast he drops it. He goes from like dignified businessman to just fucking dictator, and I'm just like, that's beautiful, man. Great, love him. Uh, there's there's a uh, one of the other scientists, Shion, who's kind of like the the head of like the the not zoonoid production team, and she like becomes a cyborg or something later on. Uh, because she gets thrown off a fucking cliff. Yeah, she gets thrown off a cliff and then survives and is now <laughs> a cyborg. She got she, better. She was just kind of she was a little generic. Um, they tried to do a little bit with her, give her like a backstory and like humanize her a little bit and then they killed her off in the same episode you know like you do dude humanize motherfucker did you see that scene where she was crying she went for like oh no mom i'm evil like in a matter of like a second exactly like it was beautiful emphasis emphasis on tried it's (laughs) it was it was the funniest fucking thing i i had to pause the episode because i was laughing so fucking hard because she really just goes from like crying to just death stare and i'm just like what the fuck <laughs> i love this show it's great some of it's just so stupid yeah um there's zodiac he's the real real big bad and he's he's a villain voiced by shozer izaka i mean that that should tell you everything look look fucking shozer izaka is the toku equivalent of kanahanazawa he's in fucking everything there's only so many times you can say something nice about shozer izaka all right and i've already done that a million times just fucking he he has two forms in this show that's that's fun yeah he he shows up as like a a weird like table with a face and then he (laughs) he has like a weird uh, his fucking design his like main villain design is it's really cool he's got like the two like eyes in his chest and he's got he's got the weird like mask which is a it was a mask and that fucking creeped me out is that because you can see like you can see the dude's eyes underneath it and i'm like i'm thinking oh this is like a helmet but like you can see his eyes underneath i'm like what the fuck that's weird is is that intentional did they just like not care and like and then oh in the final episode it breaks it breaks and it was a mask and like well, why did he need to wear a mask? We, we don't know who this guy is. There is He's got, like, a weird fucked up face. Because it makes him more evil. Look, either way, his design was really creepy, and I liked him. But it was. As, I, as I, villain, I loved his... I liked most of the monster designs. They were, all, I mean, even the, I mean, I should say, even the Guyford and Deathford designs, they were all really cool. Yeah, all of the de- designs were really great. All the the monsters were really fun to watch fight. I was a little little annoyed where um, after like the first six or seven episodes, they stopped with like the the more monstrous organic looking designs, and they just kind of become stock Toku monster designs. But again, I'm not sure how much of that is like we got a little too close to Giver and we need to kind of pull away or uh, retool or whatever. And it's it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it, it, the thing is, like, even after they become generic Toku monsters, they still look really good. Like, I think, um, like, Django, I love that fucking suit. That was actually really fucking cool looking. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that guy was, uh, that guy was great. 
And that's what I'm saying. Most, I mean, what was his name? Uh, metal, metal. The metal master. He was. He there was another main villain who doesn't really fucking do anything, but he he was there. He was cool. He he, he was Go's rival basically. For like he reminded me of uh of Prince Gashi from Kaka Ranger a little bit. Where he's got like the like the army helmet made of like bone and metal, and he's got the skull face and the sword and everything. He's neat. I liked his yeah, design. I if actually he, liked it. If he did more, you know, it'd be cooler. See, but. that's kind of the sad thing is that even if you like some of these designs, here, here's the, here's a spoiler for you guys. You're not gonna find any of these fucking designs in any type of form. There's Deathford and Guyford, and good luck finding those because they're extremely expensive. Yeah, I, I, I guess we can talk about uh, talking about villains. We can talk about Deathford too, as uh, you know. Oh, oh, my brother is also turned into a Guyver, but he's evil. I said Guyver again. You know what? Fuck it. I'm not even bothered trying to correct myself. <laughs> he's, he's evil. And then his brother's like, but you got to fight me, go. Why? Uh, because the plot demands up. it. And then he, he dies the next episode. And then he shows up again in the last two episodes. Somehow alive. Don't ask how. It is don't literally never explained how he's still alive. He's just bad. No, no. Don't worry, Jay. He, he says, I need a tongue for my sins. So I stopped dying. <laughs> I just got better, you know. I, I got, it was a flesh wound. It's fine. Sa- Satan left the door open, so I just kind of walked out. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is, is that like at least Shion had to like get like robot parts and shit, and she just fell off a cliff. Masato, Masato got fucking blown up. He fucking he explodes. And he's just, he's just alive again. And of course I, I now he's a good shit. guy too. It'd be like. Uh, Deathford is so, it's so weird because, like, you'd think the evil version of the main character would be, you know, that'd be the thing they build up to. That's the thing they save for, like, the near end of the show. You know, he's the really big threat, especially when he's got the personal connection to the main character. And then Deathford shows up in episode seven, and then he's gone for most of the show after two episodes. By episode eight. And it's, it's, like, and it's weird because, like, they, they don't even, like, let you... Like, uh, like really sink in, like, this is his brother, this is a big fucking deal, and then he's just dead, and I'm like, it'd be like, okay. It'd be like if Shadow Moon showed up in the last episode of Black, and it's... Yeah. Pretty much, yeah, and then and then he shows up as a good guy, and he, oh, that's fine. I, I don't care him coming back as a good guy, I expected that. But then he just kind of comes back, and he's good again now whatever all right see they they kind of hinted at like maybe him still having a connection to the fala and crown a little bit but really there didn't come anything of it and even then like even then we don't really know like because they didn't really explain it from what i remember that we don't really know why he became evil not really Uh, there there really isn't any reason given for why he's evil i'm going to assume there's there's some mind control shit that they probably do and you know go left before they finished that part so that's you know that's expected but they're, they're we don't even get that throwaway line of oh he's under their control or anything he's just yeah that's what i thought like maybe he turns he turns it? on go because that's what the evil duplicate is supposed to do you know it- it's Again, weird, a lot not, of a lot of it really does leave itself to. I wish they could have done more with it, cause like, Deathford kind of felt like a lost cause. Most of the first arc kind of just 
it kind of got sidelined because most of that shit really doesn't even come back. Like the Guyborgs, they come back really sporadically to the point where I'm just like, why? Like, are, they don't why? even they don't even make the Guyborgs the mooks. They have entirely different mooks that show up, and they. Uh, I liked the designs of them. Oh, I mean, we can talk about the suits a little bit more, but. I liked the designs of the mooks, even though their helmets kept fucking reminding me of Femto from Berserk, and that's kind of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think, honestly, I like... I like how they did with the mooks, where, like, they aren't, like, the same generic kind of, like, oh, we're the evil foot soldiers types. They honestly react a lot to, like, the, the fight scenes and the violence. Like, there will be parts where, like, you'll see mooks get, like, blasted down, and you'll see them, like, react in, like, shock or fear, or, like... There's a part where some random dude shows up with a shotgun and just starts gunning them down. And you, can oh, yeah. see them, you can see them like panicking and like begging for mercy before they get shot. It's ridiculous. Let, let us not forget that brave soul who got thrown off the fucking roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, they fucking <laughs> threw a dude off a roller coaster. Like there was a part where fucking oh. you takes a fucking mook hostage to use him to disarm a booby trap. Oh, uh, like, the amount of punishment these guys get, it's ridiculous. And I and, love it. And it's like it. you said, it's, it, it, it's only made better by the fact that the mooks, the, they, they, honest, they, they react like how you would think. And see, it's weird because they, they allude to the Guyborgs and the Fangs being actual people, which kind of makes it even weirder because... I mean, they're, they're obviously, like, enhanced Well, that's the cyborgs. thing is that the they, they make a note is that the Guyborgs are like, oh, we're real people that we rebuilt in, like, cyborgs, but... And then they kind of vaguely allude to that with them, but they don't really go too much into it. Like, there's a couple episodes when Guyborgs, you know, start showing up again. Like, there's the one, like, oh, I'm the assassin guy, you know, and I, I'm still I, I'm still fighting my programming, and blah, and all right, whatever. It's, it's you know, stock villain turns good and then dies episode <laughs> yeah that, 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 that. but see that's the thing like i i liked it because i kind of wish they would do that a little bit more i mean obviously there's certain shows you can't do that with it's like you can't do that with a i don't know maybe like a like an x8 or like a zero one because you know, they're, they're the generic you know robots and stuff they're under someone else's control but i feel like if you're gonna have people actual people under those like evil villain suits like the mook suits yeah why not make them make them react well, to, I mean, to the them you seeing their friends get really shot get, like you don't really get shows where the mooks are real people in costumes because that's that's a little too violent but even when it's like oh we're here's our monsters like you can have them have a little bit of personality and they, a lot of them just kind of come off as generic and i yeah I think it's fun, and I, I that really made me enjoy, you know, watching whenever the mooks showed up, because it usually means that either somebody is going to violently maim them, or, or they're going to do some ridiculous kung fu shit. Which is a weird thing I have to bring up now, because that's something that you kind of reminded me of. This show, at a certain point, was really violent, and then they just stopped. And it was weird, because I'm just like... Everything else really stayed the same, but, like, at the beginning, you saw people get shot, you got, saw people get their necks snapped, like, legitimately their necks snapped, and they're just like, was, why are you stopping that, or why was that even introduced, or, it's I'm going really to assume weird. it's the usual thing where, okay, where we need to tone this down, this is still apparently for kids, it's, 
we're getting a little too little too violent. I I can understand that. You know, obviously the the sponsors, you know, they don't want to be showing their toys or their you know their kids shows or whatever while their you know guys are getting their fucking necks broken and shot and stabbed and bleeding and all that. It's it's fine. I don't mind that too much. I can understand them toning it down. Uh, it's not that big of a deal for me. It just kind of came out of nowhere, and then it kind of just stopped out of nowhere, and I was just kind of like, why introduce it if you're not really going to do anything with it? Yeah, I do um, agree where there is a point where it does start ramping it up, and then it just kind of levels back down again immediately, and it does come off a little bit jarring. Again, I'm It comes going to off assume, too obvious that this was something that they told him to stop. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to assume some, some bean counter was like, all right, this is, this is a little bit too much. You guys gotta, you guys gotta, gotta go back. And it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. It's understandable. I, I think that's kind of one of my biggest problems with the show entirely. It's just like, there's a lot of things in the show that it, you mentioned at the top of it. It, it, it. It's just obvious that they told them, Hey, tone this down. Hey, don't do that. Hey, maybe do this. Like, it's so, it's almost too obvious. Like, we, we can talk about, you know, Blade and its rework. But at least that was done in a way that it wasn't so in your face that it was almost lazy. And this one, it almost feels like they didn't even try. They were just told, hey, fix that shit and don't, and you no, know, whatever. Just, just fix it. And they were just like, uh, okay, I guess. And they didn't have enough time to really make it smooth enough to fix it. And it was weird to me. Yeah, definitely. And I guess going off of that, uh, to reel back of it when we're talking about the mooks, even even the Monsters of the Week, uh, even the Monsters of the Week had a lot of personality to them. I mean, sometimes they were, you know, oh, I'm the villain, I gotta fight you. You know, some of them did react. Like, there's a couple of times where, like, uh, like they throw, like, a mook would throw somebody off of, like, a cliff or, like, they'd get punched and they'd be like, ah, crap, like... There was one where, um, I don't remember which monster it was early on, where, um, like, he throws Go, like, off a cliff when he was trying to capture him. He's like, ah, shit. Ah, shit, Uh, I fucking killed him. Not a, god damn it, ugh. That's my third murder this month. Pretty much. They they do show a lot of personality, both in their their fighting styles and a lot of their dialogue. Oh, yeah. You know, some, some of them come off a little bit generic, but... It's fun. It makes them feel less like monsters and more like, you know, we we have personalities. We're characters. We we exist. It's it's nice. And it that, that's why I really liked when they started bringing up like certain monsters did certain fighting styles, like uh like the first monster he did the same stuff that Go did, and the next one did Muay Thai. The other one did fucking wrestling, which is awesome, and like and the other one did boxing. And and I like that. I like that idea that they all did different martial arts. Of course, you can only do that so much, but still, it was in- it was an interesting concept they brought up. Yeah, and I honestly, I think that's a lot of like the the Capcom elements where it's you know they they're used to making fighting games and stuff like that. So every character you know fights differently in the game. So you know every monster in the show is gonna fight differently because we we're gonna show off different fighting styles. And it's weird that they never made a game or anything about this show because I'm you know they, they already got the designs. They already got they the did rights, make a game. They, fighting styles and you know well they, they did make a game but it wasn't a fighting game yeah, <laughs> of course it, yeah. it, it was literally put two cards together and mash the button until you win that's, that's, that's not a the game. game that's not a game it's Fuck a game you. they had on the Saturn Jay well the fucking Saturn sucked alright 
Ooh, all the two Saturn fans are coming after you, Jay. Look, even even diehard Sega fanboys will admit the Saturn was a terrible console. The Genesis blew it out of the water. Dreamcast was way better. It it, it fucking sucked. Nobody so cares about the Saturn other than in. like fucking Panzer Dragoon and Virtual Fighter. That's about it. There's going to be, like, three emails who are going to be like, Actually, Jay, this is exactly why the Saturn is technically better than the Dreamcast. Eat shit. Your console <laughs> is dead. <laughs> so right. is Sega's consoles in general. Sega, yeah, Sega is dead. I mean, that shows you fucking, you know. Anyways. <laughs> no, Jay, the, 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 the Dreamcast 2 is coming next year. Listen. I don't. I fucking love Sagata Sanchiro as a character and as a person, and he is my hero. But the Sega Saturn is a fucking garbage system. All right. Anyways, oh back to God. the show. We, back to the thing that didn't involve Sega. It involved Capcom, technically. Yes. But yeah. So. Uh, so so it's we? We weird that. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's weird that they didn't like make a fighting game about it because like. I mean, even a lot of the fights, like, the fighting, it it's not like the usual, you know, we were talking about this a little bit uh, a couple days ago. The fights aren't like the usual, like, toku style of fights where, you know, you can tell the suit actor, the, su- the suits are definitely made more with, like, martial arts in mind. So you get the, you've got the actual, like, martial arts kind of stuff going on. It's not like the usual kind of, like, you know, fell, everybody's foiling around and it's fancy and we're doing flips and jumps and kicks and uh, stuff. Actually, like it's funny that you mentioned that because going back to the suits real quick mixed with this, you can tell a lot of these suits had their eye holes made a little bigger because of their designs. Like uh, like the wrestling girl, you can tell like, okay, her eyes, you can she can definitely see out of that, especially with how the mask is designed. And I'm like, that that's awesome because that now that allows them to not only use their actual martial arts, it also allows the camera to stay the fuck back, and we can actually see the fight without, you know, interrupting with millions of takes that they that exactly. they do even nowadays. Yeah, that's that's and that's another thing is that the the fight scene cinematography is really well done. It's it's not like a million camera angles or like a million like close ups or oh we're gonna do rapid quick cuts stuff with like the same action three times to do you know that like they all did all the fucking time in the show era. The cameras are usually, you know, well back. We get a lot of view on the fights. Uh, the fights aren't relatively fast-paced. They're they're decently paced. They're not, like... I think that's a lot of the Toho uh, inspiration, because they, you know, obviously with Godzilla, they, you know, they film the scenes really slow-moving to, you know, get the, the weight and the emphasis of the, the movements down. And I mean, a to little be bit fair, that, you could say that's almost realistic speed. Li- Sorry, uh, you broke up there. Say that again? Oh, I was going to say, you could almost say it's, like, realistic in its speed. Yeah, like the it's... Way they're, it's they're throwing punches and shit. That's definitely what, that, that's what I was getting to, is that uh, it definitely feels more realistic with not only the, you know, the, the moves they're doing and the way they're fighting, but, like, the movements and the actual, like, stunts and choreography and stuff. And there's not a whole lot of, like, high-flying or, like, wire work stuff. It's, it's grounded. It's, you know, occasionally you'll get a guy does a jump or, like, a flip or something and that's you know, like that's only once it. do i actually remember oh twice do i actually remember they actually did a flying kick like twice that's, that's kind of impressive yeah and that's and they still managed to make the fights entertaining and they're really good fights and it's, it's fun to watch them it's it's like watching somebody playing a fighting game you've got these two guys you know they've got different fighting styles and they're kind of 
obviously not like high level fighting gameplay where it's you know you've got fucking people moving sticks at the speed of sound and you know people doing like you've got fucking characters vibrating across the screen with how fast they're moving <laughs> and punching it doesn't get that ridiculous but it's like like a relatively decent casual level fighting game player you know you got them you know you, the characters have their special moves you got your hadokens and you got your uh you got your wave beams and you got the the other moves and stuff you know fucking i can't think of any other names <laughs> of moves that they ripped off for this show uh, uh they did the sonic boom a couple of times yeah, I think uh, I think Deathford did a spinning bird kick once, or uh, no, not the spinning <laughs> bird kick. Uh, the Tatsumaki some something other fucking kick. Do you want some kick. pound cake? Well, let's bring that joke back. Yeah, um, but yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like I like the I like the idea that the fights again they're more grounded, they're more realistic, and if anything, a lot of times they actually react. I wouldn't say the way someone would actually react in a fight, but they plan them out so well that you could see like. Yeah, if these two were actually in a fight with that type of fighting style, this person would move that way naturally. This isn't a natural. This is an unnaturally choreographed Ye- dance. Yeah, and it, it really. I'm not sure if you know. I'm probably just gonna re- reiterate what you just said in different words. It re- also uh, it also shows in the way that the the characters sell the action. You know where where you know when people get hit, they don't like oh they don't flail and there aren't sparks flying. You know. Uh, they'll they'll react, you know, relatively recently. It's not like, oh, I got punched once and I'm going to fly in across the room. Like, no, like I got punched and, you know, I got a decent amount of weight to it. But it's not like it, they don't oversell it. They sell it just enough to make the fight seem realistic and weighty without being ridiculous or like schlocky or anything like that. Which is another weird thing. There's not that many pyrotechnics. I mean, there's some for like the for like the beams. But when it comes to like being shot and stuff, there's really they only keep it to being shot. When they're being hit with like actual like beams and stuff, there's not really that many pyrotechnics. They just get hit by them. Yeah, no, no, and that's that's another thing too is that they don't they don't go super flashy with the fights, and I think that honestly makes the fights more entertaining. Is that they're they're not these ridiculous over the top fight scenes. And honestly, I think that's the best, the biggest draw of the show is the fight scenes, because you know the the plots kind of bare bones, and uh, a lot of the the victim of the week plots are uh, rather basic. But it's the fights are definitely the best part of the show. I'm gonna gonna say that right here and now. They are. They 100 percent are, especially because again, as somebody like me who loves martial arts movies, I don't know anybody who doesn't. They're just amazing. It's great, and it doesn't, and it also helps that, you know, you'll see in the interview if you watch the interview, um, they they actually know martial arts. They actually know that you know they actually are trained martial. You know, it reminds me a lot a lot of the uh, Mighty Morphin days where they had actual martial artists doing this stuff, and it looked yeah, realistic. It, it reminds you a lot of the you know the nineties and the the late eighties where. You know, obviously they were going for a more, you know, conventionally attractive kind of cast, but they would still be looking for people with experience and stunt work and like action and, you know, stuff like that. So it's it's not completely, you know, oh, well, we need to pull the camera full away because you can see how badly the characters are fighting outside of the suits. Um, yeah, no, and I, and I like that. They they definitely did cast more for action than uh, than looks. Not to say that anybody in the show is bad looking or anything. Uh, Go is relatively attractive guy. You know his his brother is uh 
His brother's a little little chunky for a guy who's supposed to be a modern martial arts master. He, honestly, I think that's he, just the face. Yeah, he, he's got a, he's got a bit of a chubby face and his stupid ponytail. Honestly, him with his, his ponytail and his 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 chubby face reminded me of uh, reminded me of Jason David Frank a little bit. More oh my so god! Like, like the mid nineties near near the end of the point where like he stopped being a respectable human being to anybody besides like hardcore fanboys of him. Which don't is, don't let the, don't let him hear you say that Jay. He'll challenge you to an MMA fight. Oh uh, yeah, I'm totally gonna yeah. Oh no, you fucking loser! Oh my god. <laughs> ASJ Chads rise up. We're gonna get we're gonna, the, our first email is gonna be from his fucking lawyers. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, like and that's, and that's the thing. A lot of the guys, a lot of the people that got in to to play the people here. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if even the professor knew some stunt work. I mean, obviously he was he wasn't cast for that, but I would be surprised if he knew some of that because everybody here does what they do and they do it well like even the detective when he gets into some scuffles it looks really good because again they leave the camera back and they just tell him all right this is the fight fight and it's like yeah that looks great and yeah uh, he's not doing anything like ridiculous like he's he's fighting not on the same level as everybody else but he's fighting like okay well i'm a cop i definitely know some you know i'd probably know some hand-to-hand or defensive kind of moves but nothing too outrageous or ridiculous and it's it's fine. It's not distracting, and it's it's it it lends to the the realism of the fights, definitely. Yeah, and it's really good. And, and that's the thing. Like a lot, of, there's a lot of things in the show that I believe are very very good, in the sense of like little tiny moments. Because this is a show made of moments for me at least. Like one of my favorite moments that I met when, when I was uh, watching it, and it kind of came from the professor. Uh, they have this little like eye catch that comes out the. That little weird shit, and it was yeah. really interesting because, and I and I mentioned, I don't know if you noticed, it, you probably did, um, where they're looking for fallout particles all around, and they're spraying weird shit. The, the I don't know if he did this on purpose or if this really was just a complete coincidence. As soon as the eye catch comes out, the actor tor- turns towards the eye catch and starts spraying it, and I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, adorable. And I thought that was really funny. It reminded me, you know, it's, it's a nice little. Even if unintentional, it's a nice little fourth wall break. It's it's fine. That's a funny little bit. You don't really need to draw attention to it or anything. I I'm gonna assume it was probably unintentional, but whether it was or not, it's still funny. Yeah, it was great. And that's the thing. A lot of these, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these little things are a little bit of just little moments. Like there's just so little. There's these things that I like to call '90s cheese moments. And this this show is full of '90s cheese because there's so many overacted. So many cheesy little one-liners, so many cheesy little things here and there. And I'm just like, it's it's endearing. So even if the show isn't the greatest, it's very endearing. Like, uh, one of my favorite is just like how fucking like at the in the last episode where he quote unquote dies on the table, where he's just like that, just instantly just dead. I love that. It's because like it's so cheesy, and I love it. Uh, honestly, no, my my favorite part about him being on the table is that the the arm restraints are way too big for his arms that he could just very easily get out. But no, he's unstuck here. Yeah. <laughs> it's 90s arm restraints, Jay. No one can get rid of them. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I love that idea. I love those little, little tiny little moments here and there. And and I think, I think if anybody watches this, you'll have a fun time with those moments. Just keep in mind, and this is, this is more of a real life warning. 
The subs are fucking awful. I don't know why it took us so long to, to mention these, but yeah, the subs are disgusting. It's not, it's not the best translation. Um, you know, they're they're at least good enough to remove like, you know, the honorifics and stuff. So it's not like complete garbage trash. Um, it's what was a what was a show that we did just recently that had bad subs. Um, I mean. It, I'd Ultra say about Nexus. on par with, with Nexus subs. Uh, they're a little bit worse because obviously nobody was being paid to make them, so they, they cared a little bit less. Uh, or a well, bit well more, that and Nexus, Nexus didn't have bad fucking grammar a lot. Like, it had some, but this one was like, yeah. oh, you have fought them? Oh, you have taken them to the... I can't even do it right. Or like, oh, you have take them to this. Like, it, a bunch of times they it, did that. And there was even a time the where sub, they left in a fucking yeah. bracket. Yeah, the subs definitely reek of amateur first draft kind of work. Uh, it's it's definitely going to be a case of this is the best we'll ever get because it's you know it's not a big name franchise so nobody cares about it. Um, not even TVN will do it. Yeah, that's you know that's how you know a fucking show is obscure when not even fucking TV Nihon has subbed it. But it's weird because like a lot of the a lot of the little mistakes. They don't even sound like they're coming from somebody who doesn't know English that well. They count. They sound like from somebody that are, that's just rushing through it. It's weird. There's definitely a rush job with it. There's definitely uh, some of it kind of comes off comes off as machine translation, where it's I, I threw the, I slapped some words into a robot, and you know I just kind of worked around a little bit of what you know what came out. It's Mwah. it's not unwatchable. But it's it's not going to be a point where like, you know, you're missing uh, missing context or missing like dialogue or no shit doesn't make thing. any sense. You can still at least understand everything that people are talking about and what they're saying and the the plots. It's just it, it leaves it leaves a lot to be desired. You could you could do worse. You could have missing line. That's not we didn't get to that point. <laughs> so. Then again, I'm also probably not as mad because I didn't have to go through 17 fucking ads, but that's neither here that's nor also there. True. That's neither here nor there. Uh, uh, I mean, other than that, um, uh, what else is there left to talk about? Uh, we got. I like the opening. We got the mu- uh, the mu- the fu- yeah, I was gonna say the music. Uh, music's really good. The opening is uh, it's like a weird like power ballad. I'd almost describe it as uh, it's. It's definitely not what you would expect for a Toku opening, and it's it's really nice. It's really enjoyable, and it's fun to listen to. Uh, it's really catchy. It's, it's always fun when they put put it on for the for the battles. Actually, can I just uh, mention that the song placement is really weird, at least for most of the time that they use it. Because, like when they put they put the opening the first time, it, you think, oh, it's gonna be this big heroic fight. He gets his ass kicked for most of the fight, and it's really weird. <laughs> Like, the only time that you ever use it where it kind of seems appropriate is when he comes back to life with the uh, dragon crystal in his little, in his belt. And it's just like, oh, that that fits because, like, it's this big triumphant moment. Uh, every other time, it just seems like he's getting his ass kicked. Or, like, when they start playing the ending theme when they're when the kid's on the road trip with the thief and it just feels weird. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, uh, some of the uh, the arrangement of the, the music and sound effects is a little spotty, but... The soundtrack itself is still really good. Even a lot of the incidental stuff is. It's memorable. It's it's not ear grating. It's not bad. It 
look, uh, we've we've talked about how I am not a music guy, so I don't really know what to say other than I liked it. All right, it wasn't bad. Well, I was just gonna say the the only thing you'll notice uh, from anybody watching is they didn't. I don't think they had the budget for more than a few songs, which is kind of sucky. But that's yeah, true. Definitely not. Um, there's something else I wanted to say. Uh, Let's just say when they release the OST, there's going to be only one disc. They could put them no, all on a floppy. Fit, it's going to fit all onto. It's going to fit all onto a cassette tape. Um, <laughs> there's going to be. There was something I wanted to say, but now I can't remember. Uh, about the music? Oh yeah, actually, there yeah, was yeah. another thing that was a. Uh, that was weird about the show is that uh, they they spent so long. You know, they built up the dragon crystal thing. You know, like. Oh, well, now the villains need to get the so-and-so artifacts to activate the thing, and that's our big evil plan. And, you know, there's, you know, there's the, the big moment, like you said, where uh, Go absorbs one of them, and he's got the, the crystal in him now, and it doesn't really do anything, and he just kind of has it. I thought it was weird, because, like, in literally any other show, I'd be like, oh, well, that's a power-up. He's either, you know, oh, he's got a new move, or he's got, like, a new ability, or he's, you know, even a new form he's or anything. He's just a little stronger. Yeah, he's not even, like, noticeably strong. He's just like, ah, well, I, I guess I'm stronger. I, I, I stopped dying. That's and, the power. And I'm, I'm sure a lot, of, you know, obviously where I wasn't expecting to get any, like, new costume, of course. You know, it was last, like, five episodes. I'm sure if the show was longer or had a little bit more money, he probably would have gotten, like, an actual upgrade. Um, to be fair, I kind of like that because it did, cause in any other show, by, like, episode 15, he would have had... So that's another thing I should mention. There's no obvious, hey kids, toys. Like there's no yeah, there's, weapons there's or anything. Very little to no like toy shilling. Like the only like thing I could think of that was be like, here's a toy is like, uh, you and Ray have their their battle armor like boots and gauntlet things that they they use to help fight the monsters, and that's about it. Uh, yeah, they're, like even if like like even the like like even the little artifacts, they aren't toy made. They're just artifacts. Yeah, I mean, plus you know they show up so late in the show. I don't know why they'd make toys about it. So yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like there's no shilling of toys. It's just here's go, here's his here's his powers. Have fun. That that's kind of commendable because this was like what what was on actually what was. The Toku so landscape in 1996. So this would have been. This was before Shin, no, or a little after Shin. Shin, no, Shin was 1992. Let me this see. would have been. This was around the time of J. Uh, for oh really? Uh, so yeah, then there's then there was really no. I think this was when either Mega Ranger or Ginga Man was on TV. So. Yeah, I mean, honestly, neither of those shows really had that kind of... I mean, Ginga Man had, of course, they got the the, the Lights of Ginga power-up, you know, like, 13 episodes in. That really That's kind of weird, with. now that I think about it. There's, like, really Yeah, no... I mean, even... You know, that was kind of the standard of the time, where, you know, that was when they were starting to introduce, like, oh, well, the heroes needed the power-up to get the new toys and everything, and the show doesn't have any of that. And, again, again of course, the show is 26 episodes. Obviously, they probably didn't have the, the time or the budget for it. And I don't mind. I just there was something I something I noticed that was kind of weird and also kind of kind of different. Yeah, but at the same time, I again, it's like you said. I don't. I didn't really mind it because I I think I would rather no toy shilling to 
shoving it into my face constantly at every given moment. So I'll give it that. Honestly, I don't mind the, you know, honestly, I'm glad there's no like focus on like toys or anything like that because it's, you know, oh, well, I mean, we're, we don't have to have the obligatory like weapon power up. So, you know, we, the fights are now I'm going to flail a stick around basically. Which, which is actually think, really interesting because to my knowledge, from what I remember, Go never actually uses a weapon, at least not as a, to start a fight there's with. There's one or two times like he'll use like an improvised weapon or like he'll take one from a bad guy, but that, that usually never when he was in the, the suit. Yeah, exactly. So it's really interesting because like, really, there's never been a time where like he really uses or gets a weapon to use against the monsters. It's always just his good old fashioned fists. Yeah, and that's that's definitely definitely another part of the show that's that's definitely uh, uh, makes it unique. And can't go through one episode without doing that, can we? Nope, nope. Ah. So yeah, uh, there's a lot of things about the show that are make it unique, both for good and bad's sake. And uh, yeah. Well, I think I think with that being said, we can actually get into basically our final thoughts now. So, Jay, uh, give whatever is left of your final thoughts. Well, uh, overall, the show. Fuck I mean, Jason like David you, Freak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go for o- it. Overall, uh, I was similar to you where when the show first mounted, it got subbed. You know, I had a friend who was like, "Oh shit, this is getting subbed. Oh, it's cool. It's sick." Um, you know, and, I, and it's always one of those shows I hear occasionally talked about, and it's it's you know pretty oversailed and it's fine you know it's it's nothing exciting the the plot's kind of bare bones the fight scenes are really fun the costume designs are really fun the cast is mixed it's it's fun it's fine it's definitely it's definitely i can understand why it's obscure for a reason it's Mm. not that it's bad it's just it's there really isn't much that makes it stand out especially at the time where it was, you know, it was the mid nineties. Common Rider was starting to come back. Everybody, everybody was making their own Toku shows at the time. Cause we all had the money, you know, it was like the seventies where fucking everybody was making shows. You know, there's about like 30 fucking different shows on, you know, most of them were made by Shinomori. So, you know, it was, it was that kind of time where the market was starting to get a little oversaturated and there, there isn't enough in the show that kind of sets it out. So it's understandable why it kind of fell to the wayside. It's worth a watch. Uh, honestly, nothing super spectacular other than the fight scenes. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I didn't hate it. I wasn't miserable watching it. So that's you know obviously that's the that's the best thing I can say is that I enjoyed my time. You know I yeah, yeah I so I rarely enjoy myself watching anything nowadays. So um, I think I think for me. Like well, like Jay said, it, it was it was the nine. This, this very much feels like a '90s show. Like watching it feels like a '90s show, like full stop. And it doesn't. That's not a bad thing. And for me, I like the fact that we have. Again, you're gonna be watching this for the fights, because I didn't give a shit about the plot halfway through, because it was just it's whatever. It's plot. I have to I have to see it because you know if I can't, I can't review it properly. But the fights are all good. The suits are all nice. The music's nice. I like a little bit of a little of the character moments here and there. They're always there's always something there to make you laugh, or a little maybe even a little chuckle, and it's all good. I like I like most of it. But again, as Jay said, it's not something that you're going to be clamoring to watch. 
it, this was during the time where everybody was making these things. Everybody wanted a Toku show to be the next Kamen Rider, to basically topple over what Ishinomori did with fucking Kamen Rider when, you know, most of them failed. Actually, all of them failed, I would believe, except maybe Garo, but Garo came way afterwards. Um, Garo, Garo was still another decade away from this show, so... Yeah, so, like... <clears throat> so that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of these things are very much... They're very much... A, it's very much a capsule of its. It's a. It's a, it's a time capsule. It's, you go back to '96 watching this with those shitty little cell phones. Which, by the way, you has a cell phone in '96, rich kid. So, it's it's one yes. of those things. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where watch it. But I'll, I'll say this: watch it in little tiny chunks. Don't watch it in one go because you will get bored. I I noticed that myself that when I watched it in like two to three episode chunks. I was like, yep, I'm ready for this. But if I watched any more, I would start being like, uh, I guess, uh, kind of bored. So do that, and I think you'll have a better time. But as Jay said, it was very much an oversold and overhyped show that I expected a lot more. I'm not disappointed in the fact that it didn't give us more, but I'm also kind of bummed out that it wasn't as amazing as some people say. Because some people were saying like this was like, the greatest thing that was never given a chance or something. But overall, yeah, go watch it. I mean, the subs are out. It's only 26 episodes, guys. Yeah, uh, that's the best we can say is that um, uh, obviously I would agree that the show is a little, little oversold, but it's not, you know, it's not like to a point where I can't understand why people talk about it. Oh, yeah, I can see that. It definitely deserves its praise. Uh, it's definitely a fun, unique little show, but for me, there really wasn't too much in it that really kind of made it pop out for me. Yeah, I think I think this is a one and done for me. Maybe one of these days I'll just pop it on just because I'm bored and I'll be like, eh, I want to watch some Guyford. <laughs> Why not? But I think overall, yeah. you're, you're good just watching it once. Maybe watch a couple episodes if it really, really catches you, because I know a lot of people really got caught by it. Yeah, go for it. Keep watching. No harm, no foul. So... With that being said, let's get right into the wheel. Come on, baby. Big money. No whammies. No whammies. Oh, no wizard. <laughs> Could you fucking uh, imagine? Oh, no. Nobody's going to get that reference. No whammies? Yeah. Who wouldn't? I don't know. Maybe Somebody Zoomers. Probably. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe, maybe the... Maybe the Zoomers in our audience who only know about... Some the, random the, fucking Zoomers not going to understand it, but there you go. Yeah. All right, so no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Well, big money, big money, big money! And... Oh. Oh, that's not, that's not a good sign. No, it's, it's, not even, it's not a bad. It's not bad. It's just... I didn't expect us to do this one so soon. Uh, we're doing Shiv 15 yeah, or Shibuya. Shibu- oh, this show. Yeah, uh, that's... No. Oh, neat. Uh, uh, we don't know how to pronounce the title, but it's Sh- 15 Uya, Shibuya. Uh, it has Mari from Fai, so we're gonna have we're gonna see her fall down some stuff. Hashimike was involved, so it's probably gonna be fucking insane. Was wait was was uh no 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 I'm thinking of Go Rigan, which had Inoue. Yeah no that's this is this is not yeah this, this is not else. the Inoue show we were talking about the other day no. Uh, uh but well, hey you got we're gonna watch. I think it's just called Shibuya with Shibuya 15. I think is how it's. No, we got, we got to we got to we got to pronounce it Shif Shifunya Shifu Shifteenuya. 
Yeah, Shibuya 15. The Ouya. What, uh, the show is called. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to watch the Ouya and watch it burn. burn. <laughs> so this is going to be interesting. We're going to do two obscure, I mean, very obscure shows in one week. Okay. Yeah. Or, or two weeks, I should say. But yeah, that's that's interesting. Okay, I'm, I'm up for it. Let's, uh, let's see what's... And it's only like what? Uh, d- d- it's like 12 episodes. I've heard decent things about this show, so, you know, hopefully we're not miserable. Is it only 12 or is it 15? Or four? Oh, it's 12. Uh, I think it's... Yeah, it's like 12 episodes. Uh-oh, so then, the, so then the one I found right now doesn't actually have all of them? Hold on. Oh, Ooh. that's not good. Hold on, let me see. Does it have all of them? I hope it does. Uh, yeah, it only has up to four, so I need to actually find where it is. I know that it's, it is subbed in English... I know it's subbed in English because it says Takanoko. So I know that it's there. Uh, yeah. Yep, yep. TV Nihon. There it is. We're going to have to use you, aren't right. we, you fucking assholes? All right. So uh, with that being said, uh, yeah, I think that's that's, that's everything we're going to say. Oh, by the way, Go dies at the end. I forgot to say that. Um, <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I was surprised we didn't talk about the ending and spoil it for everybody like we always do. Yeah, uh, Go and Masato die. Uh, they they kill themselves in the last three episodes. The last yeah, last three episodes. Last three minutes for a entirely unneeded self. A fucking Masato didn't even need to die. He his death was entirely avoidable. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Uh, he's dead. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, if you like what you heard here, you may always join us on the Discord channel down below. If you like to talk to us or you like to yell at us, as some people have. So, also, awesome. uh, we need more people yelling at us. It's it's fun. You know, we get we get a chance to fucking debate people. You know, it's fun. Yeah, just don't tell us yeah. that you like ghosts. If if not, I will bully you. It's fine. So, uh, with that being said, well, you deserve to get bullied. That's true. So that being said, if you like what you heard, please consider following us on Podbean. As always, I'm AJ, that's Jay. Bye. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. And stop.